0: Recording from the Ethel Studios. This is craigie Two Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go
1: to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have some beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, "You talk about you
2: big butthole blast, probably That's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings.
1: Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude.
0: Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters.
1: I'm in love with the stripper.
0: Oh, Grandma, it's when guys
1: send Danielle dick pic.
0: So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to. (laughs)
1: Hashtag Stash Story Beat All. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Small Podcast. However, I don't have my normal co-host with me. Our buddy uh, Knob Licker, a.k.a. Knobs, a.k.a. Big Gay Al, is uh, traveling the world right now, solo trip to Australia. If you've been checking him out on Snapchat, he looked like he might be having fun. I can't really tell. Doesn't look like he's been you know, hitting up too many women out there uh so i don't know exactly how much fun but he is cheesing on instagram so check some of that out he's pretty good with the filters so stepping in for him is uh, i think he's pretty well known on the He's been on a couple apps uh he's going to fill in he's going to do a really good job it's our buddy e all the way from california
2: oh thank, thank you so much for having me as a guest host i love the pod my favorite podcast and couldn't be more excited to be here we we got a good episode for the guest today, don't we, Harley?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's Christmas time. Just in case you guys uh, are watching this years down the road, months down the road, it's a uh, how many days after Christmas are we at here?
1: Uh, I believe it's the twenty eighth right now, December twenty eighth. So that'd be Trace.
2: Gotcha. Did you did you get anything uh, good for Christmas, Harley?
1: Um, I got a couple of podcasts uh equipment pieces from like the uh, family members
2: Oh hell yeah well, what which, uh, which what are we looking at uh, here that no, you got No no nothing we got up right uh. here it's more for
1: in studio stuff we're in a, we're on our mobile setup we're now going to have a studio setup and a mobile setup so uh, we're we're getting big time at the Talking Small Podcast now we just need a couple more views
2: Gotcha, yeah and the viewers make sure to check uh, I'm sure Harley will post it on the Twitter probably the most gorgeous scenery the Talking Small Podcast has seen we're outside here at Audubon Park under a pavilion, looking at gorgeous moss, ducklings are chirping in the background. Milfs are walking by, babes are walking by. Drew Breezes, is just right around the corner. We just passed his house. Gorgeous setting for the day, Harley.
1: Yeah, it couldn't be really better. It was raining a little bit, but uh, when we got when we got kind of set up here, the sun came out. The mills came out. It's been a good day. It's ready they, to pod.
2: They knew TSP was about to to start recording, so that the sun came out. And and I say we just cut right to it, Harley. What do you say about that? We uh.
1: All right, sure. Uh, okay. Eric, Eric, would you like to give our guest introduction? Oh,
2: absolutely. I'd be honored. He's one of my favorite, most favorite people on this planet. His name, you may know him as Raymond Ziblitch, also known as Ray Z. Ray Z4790, if you played Halo with him back in the day. He's a, a classic amongst the Slide L crew. He's a nurse here in New Orleans. I used to live with him in New Orleans. I think I met him in fourth grade. He had a sister in Harley and Knobloch's grade. Who used to date one of our
3: friends? We'll get Raisi. to that later. Raisi, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for the <laughs> flattering introduction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've actually seen you, Ray. It's gotta been I'm thinking four years, maybe more than that. Closer, maybe eight. <laughs> what you been up to, man? So you're you're immersed down here in the Nola.
3: I'm immersed in the Nola. Yep, just living. I have a question, thing. Ray. Is is Merce is
2: that and do, do you or Watsky is that a, do you take offense of that term or is that term completely fine with male nurses these days? Hmm.
3: I think it's totally okay. At okay. least between me and Mike, maybe not yeah. everybody. But, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but you, it doesn't bog you, bother you. Bother yeah. you? Gotcha.
1: All right, I, I'm I'm ready to. Uh, you got anything for him? I here? Don't,
2: I don't have a specific agenda. I have a number of things I could talk with. Right, he's he's one of the most interesting dudes. You can always find something good to talk to him about. Um, you know, we'll start with this, Harley, because, you know, Knobloch's gone. Maybe when he listens to this, it'll, it'll agitate him a little. Me and Ray may be the only hardcore Shawn Mendes fans. I mean, we think he's just <laughs> the greatest artist on this planet. Ray actually used to look like Shawn Mendes in high school.
1: See, um, I don't even know what Shawn Mendes looks like.
2: Uh, just picture <laughs> Ray like 10 years ago. Very, very handsome-like. Just mean, a stud.
1: Okay, He's just studly, handsome. Uh, Got I know some ma-
2: pipes on him.
1: <laughs> I know he makes some beats, some some decent music. Uh, I know Knobloch really l- enjoys it.
2: Oh no, Knobloch hates it. Can't even can't stand any bit of Shawn Mendes. He's a
1: fantastic artist.
3: Ray,
2: What's your favorite Shawn Mendes song? Stitches, obviously. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Stitches <laughs> is it was an instant classic the second it was played. I hope some of his songs coming out, you know, live up. Just uh, love it as well uh live up to the height of stitches you know mercy came out i wasn't i'm not a big fan of mercy you like mercy ray
3: uh it's okay i don't think it's his best
2: no what's the one that came out before mercy but after stitches Mm.
3: i forget what it's called but i know it's good
2: You know the song though I'm referring to right? Cause yeah. he it stitches it was is a Is it big treat hit. you
3: better? Yes, 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 there we go. Another
2: Shawn Mendes aficionado right there.
1: I may I may have tried to look up a picture of him and that was his number 1 song was Treat You Better.
2: Oh, uh, see no see, see this is how it goes stitches. I think the way they were released is the ranking of how good they are. Would you agree Ray Stitches Treat You Better than Mercy? Yeah,
3: definitely agree. I wonder if that indicates that he's on a little bit of a downhill this career.
2: You know, hopefully it's just uh, that's just from one album or something, and the next album will be good, and 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 that trend won't continue. Gonna Re- Harley, back. you picked up a picture of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got a picture. I think you're right. He does kind of look like uh, the Rays. Um, he is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So that's a that's a little different. I didn't know he's uh, from Bieberland.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the recent trend. Just coming from Canada and taking over the yeah. pop scene as a heartthrob. Super,
3: cool. Super cool thing to do right now.
2: All right. You, couldn't you see when you I, see he, the picture? do not you see Ray being a teenage heartthrob?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't know if he had the pipes to be a teenage heartthrob. Uh, I can see the resemblance. I can definitely see that, and I, I'm sure, I'm sure Ray got his fair share of ladies for that resemblance. But, mm-hmm. See, it's unfortunate that you know Shawn Mendes didn't come first, because then Ray could have you know told the girls in high school he's a young sean mendez now he's just kind of like the older sean mendez and i don't know how much pop that has with the uh, yeah,
2: with not the ladies much. very true very true <laughs> he would have gotten in the yearbook they would have put you know him you know how they have the lookalikes in the yearbooks they he would have been sean mendez you know i was at, i was looking at yearbooks with the waski girls not too long ago you know who ray's lookalike was in high school mm. harley mm, uh
1: john travolta
2: no, it was, and he looks nothing sort of like weirdly him. Weirdly close. <laughs> it was Mel Gibson. Now, do you see? How do you see Mel Gibson and Sean like, Mendez? Yeah, it
1: was. I, I no, I don't. I don't see that one. I, I don't was, either. It was I a weird either.
3: joke, I think. It was really? Like, it was like a weird joke. What was? The, what was the joke? That was it. It was a very flat joke. <laughs> so well, he looks like Mel Gibson. Oh, that's a. This is a poor joke. Yeah.
1: I agree. It's, that's It's not <laughs> too good.
2: So Ray you hooking this podcast up it was uh, it was a bit odd. you seemed like you uh, were hesitant to do it not because of uh, not because you uh, like oh, some people like oh I don't want to be on, on a podcast or whatnot but you you made it sound like it was a lot of energy you know like it just required so much work And here we are we're just sitting on a bench. And hopefully, you're not doing too much work over there. We're just shooting the shit. But do you feel like you've done a lot of work so far?
3: Just sitting here? Not so far, but I could see it feeling that way by the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This, this isn't good, Harley. Well, I'm see, that's the tired. difference
1: between him and Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez would be ready to just bust out some <laughs> notes, let those uh, vocal cords, uh, you know, just let. Let the world hear his, you know, beautiful voice. And Ray, Ray, thinks that's work. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to pick up his energy level a little bit. I'm Ray, gonna I'm do gonna you
3: keep trucking. Do you, do you think you may have low T? Low T. <laughs> I haven't had my T travel T levels checked in a minute, but uh, is it's a possibility. It's always a possibility. Isn't that
2: something they say is related to energy levels, testosterone, in men? Uh, probably, highly likely. Because, you know, I I was just thinking (laughs) about this recently. And Harley, I'll give you some background. Um, So recently, Ray, since he's gotten out of school and has a job, uh, he's very much adherent to his schedule and he doesn't stray from his schedule. It's only about, you know, he works, I think, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then he works out, he cooks, he goes to the skate parks on, I think, Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But he's very confined to the schedule, and he doesn't want to do anything else. And I just don't—I don't know what it is. It's—it's a, it's a little odd, and I can't quite crack the code.
1: Well, let me let me help. I want to defend Ray for a second. Here is when you're in like the shift type work, you get really into your shift. So if your days uh-huh. are Friday through Monday or whatever the schedule was, I'm uh-huh. blanking on it right now. It. You can get into a zone to where you you know that that's 12 hours you sleep 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 and then you, you get up and you want to make sure you got your right schedule and you gotta stay on it because if you deviate too much from it it's gonna be tough to jump back into it.
3: Gotcha, Harley's exactly right on that. I would say, right on point. I love my schedule. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. So are you are you days or kind of nights, nurse? I'm days, seven in the morning till seven at night. Um.
1: Is that like a senior position? Most of the nurses, it seems like, that I've known uh, go on nights first, or do they get to choose? How how do they go about getting you on days? Do they put the the eye candy on days and they put the more freaks on (laughs) night, or what's what's the deal?
3: Uh, I guess it's different everywhere you go, but uh, for the most part, you can choose what you want to do, days, nights, whatever. Some places make you like flip-flop, which is crazy. That's what some of my roommates do. They'll be like on days, three days a week, and then two days out the next week they'll be on nights. That's brutal. Yeah, that's
2: that's evil. I wouldn't be able to adjust to that. What's the, what's the most satisfying part about being a nurse, or what do you like the most, or the least, or, <laughs> that's or what's the nastiest questions. thing you've seen? You know,
1: Eric, that's a lot of questions. Let's <laughs> let's let's you know let's help them out. Point them in point them in the one, and we'll we'll come back to all. Okay, the rest what's of them.
2: the what's the thing you did that was the most satisfying that whether it was a compliment or like you were like huh this is cool or this is rad it doesn't even have to be about saving someone's life it could just be about the subject matter anything
3: anything's a go i mean i really love my schedule
1: (laughs) 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 so you don't necessarily enjoy anything about the the job itself you just like that the schedule allows you to uh live your life how you're currently (laughs) living
3: uh well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much true for the most part. But no, I, I like my job. There's cool stuff that I do in my job. Um, I like learning all the different complex science and all that shit that goes with nursing.
1: Okay. Um, what about like prepping people for like butt surgery or penis surgery? <laughs> do you have to do you have to shave many uh you know, areas that uh might be Unflattering and, you know, you get to use that when you bring it home too, right?
3: Like take the skills home, you mean?
1: Yeah. Like, you know, if you're, if you're going to, you know, trim somebody else's balls and you m- might as well get your own, right? Yeah, you but do you even trim against...
3: balls, Ray? I haven't had to trim any ball hair yet or ass hair or any of that stuff. It's usually been done before I had to get there. But it's a possibility. It's something that I could have to do in the future for sure.
1: Does working like the weekend – prevent you from shaving more ass hair because it seems like most of those procedures would oh, be good. during I, the week. Yeah, that's
3: true, yeah. That's true. I think I think it does. Uh, huh. working the weekends, I get out of a lot of ass shaving and ball shaving for that's sure.
1: A- another reason to love his schedule. I yeah, I never exactly. thought
3: about that Harley.
2: But what 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 unit do you work on now?
1: Neurocritical
2: care.
3: So he's dealing with brains, Harley. <laughs> so. Lots of brains. But there's <laughs> so. lots of balls and shit too, you know it's all, okay, okay. It's all kind of hand in hand there.
1: So, see, Eric, you had insider information there. You didn't. You, I thought he was, you know, dealing with some different type of brains than what you were talking about. So yeah, we all got the that. brains
3: are involved. All the brains. What is
2: one of the more disgusting things you had to do where you're like, oh, I may have to vomit, or like, uh, this isn't pleasant, or the the smell is. Oh uh, yeah, it's
3: the smells, dude. It's not even the things that I do for the most part. It's a lot of. It's shitty to say, but a lot of people when they're like. They've been in the hospital for a while, they just smell like shit. Uh huh. Like you just end up smelling like shit. <laughs> There's no way around it. Huh.
1: Like a BO type shit, or they just smell like they've been sweaty, or. Just
3: all. Like so many different varieties of shit. Like an entire buffet of different shitty smells. It's like a potpourri of disgustingness. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ha- that kind of has me thinking, Ray. Um, so. You see. Patients of all races and colors, uh, you know, is it is there a certain race with a, a bigger size? You know what? Or uh, so I d- you just I d-
1: yelled at me for talking about that he's a neuro nurse, <laughs> and now you're gonna go back to the penises talking that I was dicks. talking about earlier.
2: Have you noticed a trend in uh, size, right? Like, is there any truth to myths or, or um, what?
3: So, I've heard before that all those myths are bullshit. Okay. But from what I've seen with my direct experience, they're generally pretty true. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. What you would expect from the myths turns out to be pretty true. I don't know if that's just my general experience or what, but it's kind of a... Interesting. Yeah.
1: How does that make you feel being, like, part Asian, Eric? Well, so... Yeah, we already...
3: We know what's going on over there. Well, well, well,
2: well, I'm 70% white and 30% Asian, so... I don't know how you do the math to dick size and how much there weight it has on each one. MILF so I don't right know. There. What?
1: There's a milf right there. So, oh, wait, um, so
2: Harley, yeah, Harley is okay. <laughs> we're looking at the Ottoman track, and Harley is calling out milfs, and he whispered it under his breath, and he's he's dead on. There's this gorgeous <laughs> woman with uh, with uh, she's black hair. She has two kids, and her. Great bod for her age, but uh, Alderman Park is, is filled with gorgeous women. Just, Those yoga guess, staying, pants. Sh- staying in shape.
1: Yoga pants, Eric. Look at the yoga pants.
2: You, I see the yoga pants. Harley, what do you give that? This is our first MILF spotting. What, what number do you give our first MILF?
1: Well, being that she was a little further away and wearing big sunglasses, you can't you know go ahead and give her the top of the scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, there's no flaw that I see. Look, judging at her kid's age... Unless she got busy really young, it looked like they're at least six.
2: Yeah, I'd agree, seven maybe, six, so, seven.
1: So that probably puts her like, uh, maybe low thirties, mid thirties, type. Say mid thirties. Uh, Prime milf territory. So I, yeah, I think she's. I, I'm gonna go eight. I'm just, I'm just gonna go eight. Now, if I could the, see her up close, I might change that.
2: I, I kind of like that number. We so can't see her number. face at all. And he gives her an eight, but everything, every other thing, every other piece of evidence we have is pointing in the right direction. What do you say, Ray?
3: I agree. I think eight is a very good, uh, good number to give her. It's give or take a few, depending on the distance, but yeah, eight's a solid, solid representation of her uh, physical beauty.
1: So to jump back into what your statement said, Eric, you said you didn't know how math was working. So just as a, you know, I, I work in math. I would think <laughs> if you're Seventy percent white and thirty percent Asian. You would take, and let's say the average dick size of a white is like five and a half, six, somewhere in there.
2: Uh huh.
1: But in Asians is like five or four and a half, somewhere in there. I would think you, you know, you're going to be on the lower. You're going to be somewhere in between there.
2: But close. But it would have to be closer to the white end, right? Because it's seventy percent mm, white. 30% I would go
3: from the biological perspective. And say that the Asian gene probably expressed itself over the dominant white gene. You probably got the double recessive Asian.
2: Okay, so so we don't like Ray as a guest. He's trying to talk shit on my dick. Is what he's trying to do here. And saying we got we got a math math person weighing in, and we have someone weighing in from the genetic from the, side. the genetic side. Uh,
1: I enjoyed that. That was, that was some good breakdown. <laughs> it,
2: it, I, th- I did like it was an interesting uh, perspective on uh, on both takes. So we we got another one approach. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. We have another one. The redhead. What do, she's with a looks like a, her hubby. Um, what do you
1: think? Well, so if the other one's an eight, this one we got a little more view of um yeah the the yoga the body's the body's kind of similar um yeah i didn't I didn't really get a good look at her front, so I'm gonna drop her to <laughs> maybe a six and a half. um I, I didn't get as good a look at at her, so I'll let one of y'all do the official ranking.
3: I'd agree six and a half to seven, not quite as hot as the previous milf, but uh, you know,
2: for you viewers, this is the funny thing. Her body is pretty... She's just as, you know, thin. Her body is just as tight. I really think the only reason her rating dropped is because she has red hair. She's That's a little really the smaller. only difference between these two is the red hair uh, and was a little whiter. So that's not looking good for all the redhead girls out there.
1: No, well, well, but th- see, this is the difference in, in my rating, Eric, that I don't think you're taking into account. <laughs> the guy that she was with was overweight, balding... So Ooh. my initial thought is, unless this guy's got a lot of money and their stroller didn't look like could it was on top of the line. Could be rich, could be funny uh, as hell. Yeah, but their stroller wasn't top of the line. you got to use the details that you got in front of you. Okay. Knowing that he kind of looks like that, and she, so that's got to knock her down a little bit. So I can't give her the gut instinct that she's as high as as we might have okay,
2: thought. Okay, wow. We're judging a lot more factors mm. than I knew were, were in play. you got to step, step up, Eric. I, you, I didn't even know you knew your stroller game. got to I guess.
1: It had a lot of plastic in it. It. The good ones don't. Yeah,
3: wasn't wasn't shiny. <laughs> the good
2: ones don't. Well, what's a good brand, Harley? All
1: right, let's go to a different topic.
2: <laughs> uh, so you're just telling me to go to a different topic? I mean.
1: I don't know any good points. <laughs> that, that,
2: Come on. You know, the transition there, just putting us on the spot. Let's go to a different topic. You know, I've known Ray forever, so I can easily change topics. I'll get into something, right? So, you know. Obviously, all of us kind of hung out in high school. Harley was two years older than me and Ray. But we had another friend of ours. His name was uh, Kevin Donovan. He was a senior. Me and Ray were freshmen, and Harley would have been a junior. Now, Ray had a sister who's in Harley's grade as well. And uh, Kevin, our friend, used to date Ray's sister. Um, now, Kevin is happily married to a to a girl who's not Ray's sister, and Ray's sister is happily married to a guy who is not Kevin. Um Ray, who do you think would win in a fight, Kevin or Brooke's
3: current husband? Ooh, that's an interesting <laughs> question.
1: All right, so let me let me just help you you know get into this a little bit. <laughs> so physically, who's got who's got the weight on him? Who's got the height on him? Just break it down. Just physical attributes, and we'll get into okay. like the rage factor potentially. Because Kevin yeah,
3: lost a lot true. of weight,
2: so Kevin's actually on the thin side now.
3: Kevin is probably, he's definitely taller, I think, and has more reach for sure. Okay. Chris is bigger and stronger, I would say. Hmm.
1: hmm. Now, does he have a, uh, does he have the, does Chris have the tenacity that Kevin would have?
3: I've never seen Chris get his fuse lit before. <laughs> get his. Uh, but I imagine that he's—he probably could go berserker mode if if, uh, if something ticked him off the right way. But I've also—I never saw Kevin get that side either. You never saw Kevin rage. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. See, I'm gonna have to put
2: my—I'm gonna have to put my final vote in on this. Uh, I'm biased, and I'm just trying to stir shit. 100%, Kevin's gonna win this fight. I mean, I've seen pictures of this guy. This guy could, would get his ass beat by Kevin. Kev rage is... It's something that I just don't think this guy has. When Kev turns it on, Kev's turned on just has to be different than this guy's turned on. We actually have a – oh. Wait, what are you talking
1: here? about turned on? I thought we were talking about <laughs> turned on the switch. Fight.
2: The Kev rage switch.
3: When Kev Speaking of which, on.
2: we have a, a new guest uh, who's going to join the Talking Small podcast shortly. He just walked up here at Audubon Park. He's been a victim of Kev Rage. We have Ryan Krewski who's going to join <laughs> shortly. And, Ke- and Krewski will attest to Kev Rage. And, and my final answer to the Kev versus Chris fight is Kev Kev wins on Chris because uh, I've seen Kev mad and I am and, and I know his strength and his speed. Now, Harley, what is your your final grade?
1: Well, first of all, I've, I've never met Chris. I haven't um, either.
2: Have you seen a picture of him, though?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I know what he looks like. You can judge by a picture and, who's going to win a fight. And so... <laughs> The one thing I haven't seen Kevin do, and maybe it's because he doesn't have a child yet, is wear matching family shirts. Um, I saw that uh, the the Chris and Ray's sister and their beautiful baby uh, were wearing sh- matching shirts. One said uh, "Papa Bear," his little bear, and I'm guessing Brooks said "Mama Bear," and. I'm thinking no guy in a Papa Bear t-shirt's ever going to really throw down. I haven't seen too many guys in a Papa Bear t-shirt, you know, throw down. Now, he was—it was a little tight. You could see that he's got some pecs going on, but I just—I—I I, I just can't see Papa Bear winning in the fight. Well, I think
3: he would take the shirt off before throwing down. <laughs> And then he wouldn't be wearing it anymore, you know.
1: That's a that's an astute observation. That might be why I've never seen somebody in a pupper Bear shirt beat somebody up, because they always take it off first. That is, that is true. So,
2: Ray, what's your final vote? We have two Cavs. What are you, a Cav or a Chris?
3: Sounds like he was a Chris earlier. Sounds like or he was a Chris, too. i got to go with Chris, because Chris. Chris. Chris is my team, you know. <laughs> right.
2: So we have two Cavs, one Chris. Looks like Chris loses this fight. Neither of these two listen to the podcast, so it doesn't matter, but... You know, Joey Sal listens to it. I think he would vote for Team Kev, too.
1: I think there's some bias right there, though.
2: What? Joe oh, it's complete, Joe, the, the Joe be completely, completely biased to Team Kev in, yes. this, in this hypothetical fight.
1: Yeah. I, I just When I saw the picture of Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Baby Bear, I was, I was uh, really thinking that I'm glad that Kevin isn't there because I would have had to make fun of him. And I don't think he'd have liked it very much. And I would <laughs> potentially got rage, and I would not have been able to stop myself. So it's yeah. good that I don't know uh, Chris or friends with Chris because I would have I would have poked and prodded and probably <laughs> got got him upset at me.
2: OK, Harley, now that we have another guest, before we turn our attention and get our, our next guest involved, what we really want to uh, ask Ray some questions about is um, Ray went on some little journey to South America I think it was Peru. He can correct me later if I'm wrong. But he went on some is is it called ayahuasca? What is it called? It's some some journey you go down to South America to, to find yourself to be with one. I don't even know. I could have the whole. Ray, just could you go into some details on about the trip? Why people go on this trip? What do you do? Um, and what you what you thought about it? Your experiences were. Did it change you as a person? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. I don't know if you want to give the abridged version or or start broad and say, so you go to South America to do this and this and this, and this is what happens.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, So I'm not the expert on it. So I guess uh, if anybody ever wants to know exactly what it's all about, they could check it out or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, basically it's it's, uh, a psychedelic tea, Mm -hmm. like a drug, like LSD or mushrooms or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you go down there, go into the jungle, deep into the depths of the jungle. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you stay in a certain place where they cook it up or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you go into this big hut in the middle of the night with these shamans and shit. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you drink that shit with a group of people. And it's very crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you trip pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, if you can't see his face, but it's a very, 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 very hard. Well, how
1: do they keep you out of the jungle? Like I'm like like this isn't a confined area, right? Like you, people could just run off.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's actually inside of a thing that looks exactly like what we're in right now, except it's closed up. This is a gazebo. Is it? Uh, are there doors to the gazebo or no? Yeah, there are. So whenever you go in there at least if it's a good place or whatever, they have these people that facilitate it and make sure everybody's doing okay and, like, don't let them leave. And uh, for the most part, everybody, like, knows why they're there. And, like, even when they're, like, in the middle of this crazy journey or whatever, they're not going to get up and run out. They still have their, like, wits about them.
2: What is the point of, uh, is it pretty, is it self-discovery or why do people do it?
3: Uh, there's a ton of different reasons like some people just really love psychedelics in general like Uh LSD and stuff like that other people there are people that go down there with like cancer and apparently they've been cured of cancer through like magical shaman medicine Um,
1: now as a studier of medicine and genetics (laughs) um, like you said earlier how viable or believable Is that option of cancer being cured? Because I'm very, for our listeners, I'd be very curious if uh, if they had a, you know, if they need a chance, and maybe LSD is a cure that they need.
3: Yeah. um, So from my perspective, I'm like, I'm pretty biased towards the sciencey problem-solving type side, but uh, I'm also aware that if certain people like believe something. It'll somehow work for them. Like I don't necessarily believe wholeheartedly in like prayers and shit like that, but some people do, and then it seems like for them it seems to work for them because they believe in it or something. And mm-hmm. I haven't done the exact research. I don't know if anybody's been like technically cured of cancer, but I like I've heard that before. Yeah. From that, so
2: I hear what you're saying. Um, i'm with harley i'm skeptical on the cancer but let's stay away from that we uh there's plenty more to talk about here um would if you don't (laughs) mind sharing uh why did you go is that or is that too personal we like to get deep here on the tsp uh
3: no it's not too personal i mean i'm just for the most part super interested in psychedelics Uh uh-huh um Seems like a long way to travel just for some psychedelics. Is there something special
1: about the ones in South America?
3: Yeah. The, I mean, the way I, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan pod. Okay. <laughs> big fans. The way he's described it before is that this ayahuasca tea, the shit you drink down in South America, um, it's basically mushrooms times a thousand plus aliens. <laughs> so, and I feel like that's a pretty accurate description.
1: Okay. Now, th- is it something local that they grow there? Is that why it's down there in South America? Or are people starting to import this across the borders?
3: Um, yeah, it's grown down there. Like, it's some specific plants that they found in the jungle and mixed together. There's, like, a whole story behind that thing. But uh, people are starting to, like, make it on their own. Like, apparently the active chemicals in it, you can get them anywhere. People make it on their own, but... Uh I just wanted to go like down there and do it in that actual place. Thought it would be cool little thing to do.
1: So how'd you how'd you find out like where to go, or did you have a travel agent, or did you just have somebody that was also a big fan of psychedelics and had done done it before? How did you get involved, and where'd you where'd you actually go in Peru?
3: Um, like how did I find yeah where I wanted to stay and all that stuff?
1: If the listener wanted to you know, do their own trip trip, you know, how would they go about doing it?
3: Um, I found out they have this site on the internet, which it's called ayaadvisors.com or .org or something. They basically show, like, every every place that's registered that you can go to in, like, all of South America. And they have, like, ratings and stuff for each one. Um, Because for a lot of places, it's, like, not safe, not reputable. They have like people that do fucked up shit etc so, so like, yelp of this thing so yeah pretty much you just pick one that, that like vibes with you and then just go buy a plane ticket uh-huh you so could you and i remember you if you
2: remember still you kind of described like what happened with the drug and some of the intent really intense stuff and it was pretty cool and i I remember – I don't know if you remember, but something about a snake and, like, how literally it was, like, a light switch that went off when, like, the thing that was supposed to happen or, or – maybe not supposed to happen, but something happened where it was, like, a significant, like, night and day thing where you're, like, holy shit, that just happened. And then you were, like, good to go or whatever. You, does this ring a bell to you? Like, yeah. I, I feel like it was on the last day or something. Yeah. And, like, I guess briefly describe the first two or three days that you took it and then what happened roughly – on the last day that was so uh groundbreaking
3: okay well so the first few days it was just uh so I did it four times uh it was like two nights then off one night and then on two nights again it's like the first two nights was just like some chill type shit I was just uh sort of getting used to what it felt like and all that and uh I don't know I could go into it at great length but I'm just going to... I'm going to go back to what you were talking about, like the thing okay. towards the end or whatever. Okay. So, like, that was the third night. I had, like... It was crazy. Like, uh... Wait, the off night? No, the third night of doing oh, it. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. I
1: didn't know. Like, the off night being wilder than the other four. That'd been crazy. <laughs> no. Okay.
3: So, because you, you take breaks, right? You take, like, one break in the middle of the four. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, the third night was just, like, this crazy experience where, like my mind like melted <laughs> like my brain felt like it was broken and i was like freaking out and just like so scared and like my thoughts were like bouncing off of each other and it was very it was just very weird very disorienting like i thought that i was the person next to me while also thinking that i was the mattress that i was sitting on just weird <laughs> shit was very like have you ever tripped that hard uh no <laughs> No, but, like, throughout the whole thing, I was, like, calm, and I knew that it was going to end, but it was still scary. Uh Uh-huh. And then, so, the next night, I went in, and I was like, fuck this. I'm over the shit. Uh Uh-huh. I'm taking a super small dose tonight, (laughs) because, like, you choose how much you want to take or whatever. So, I took, like, a super small dose so that I wouldn't feel anything. I go up to drink it, take the super small dose, and I'm like, fuck it. It's not going to do anything to me, and I'm leaving soon. (laughs) So... I drink Ready it, to bail. sit down, it's like, again, super small dose that I thought I was in control of. <laughs> as soon as I sit down, I'm just like, like, the whole world is like turning into some crazy shit right in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this wasn't supposed to happen. Like... <laughs> I'm supposed to be in control of this shit. It wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> and then I'm, like, shitting myself again. I'm like, oh, God, like, last night was terrible. This is not supposed to happen again. And then, like, as I'm sitting there, like, shitting myself, I, like, imagine this fucking snake, like, comes up to me and wraps me up. And it's, like, it, it's not how you say it is. It's how I say it is or something like that. Uh huh. Like, because I was, like, bitching about how it's not supposed to be yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so like that happens and I'm like getting wrapped up by the snake and it's like trying to pull me down into this vision. When I say all this shit, I know it sounds like crazy, but basically what I'm saying is like, like I would like look at something and it was as if like my vision was getting like stuck on it. I don't mm-hmm. know, it's, it's hard to explain. But like uh, you
1: couldn't look away. You were just,
3: yeah, it was like you almost get like entranced with looking at something and then it starts to turn into stuff basically. Uh, But as that's going on, um, I'm, like, fighting just to, like, not, like, do whatever the shit's trying to do to me because I wanted it to be over or whatever. And uh, the snake says, like, you can come with me right now. And I was like, no. (laughs) No, I'm good. I want to go home. And uh, the snake was like, okay. And then it, like, it pulled up some image of whatever happened the night before and it just like swung its tail at it fucking shattered into a million pieces at that point i was not afraid at all like anymore of what had happened the night before and then it just ended and it was only like an hour whereas like the previous few nights it lasted like six to eight hours or something damn it was very weird because it it like it felt like it was uh like it was like it like it knew what it was doing or something Mm mm-hmm
2: you said it kind of affected other things, though. Like, you weren't afraid of other things in life, right? Like, it didn't just translate to not being afraid of the stink. You said, did you say once you got out of there, certain mindsets you had in yeah. life were gone? Yeah,
3: like, certain ways of, like, the ways of thinking that that caused me to be, like, afraid the night before. Like, weird anxiety and just, like, uh, like when I said my mind was melting or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I had certain thoughts that made me like go that way or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh like that shit just disappeared after that. Gotcha. It was pretty crazy. Wow. So that was weird.
1: Wow. That's um that's pretty crazy. And it's making me want to take a trip to South America. Yeah, um, I
3: know it does.
1: One of one of the things is so if everybody's doing a different dosage. Yeah. And you finished in about an hour. Once you Gotten the right Frame of mind And you looked around And what's everybody else doing at, Cause I mean It seems <laughs> like You're out of this party Pretty fucking early
0: yeah,
1: what, yeah. What's everybody else Doing at this time Like do you see people Just fucking Or like Is there naked no. people Running around What's They're going on They're crying for their mothers Yeah okay. like Do you get to sit around And watch Or they, as soon as you Stop tripping And they realize You stopped tripping they haul you off Like
3: no, you like it's it's like a like a ceremony that lasts from I mean it's generally like the shamans run it or whatever generally lasts for like eight hours, like you would go in at eight p.m. and you get out at like between two and four a.m. and uh, so what the people around you are doing, I mean you have some degree of an idea of what they're doing, but for the most part it's like pitch black in there, other than a few candles, but everybody has like their own mat that they sit on around the circle like how we're sitting right now and uh most of them just sit there like some people are puking some people are crying some people are just like yawning for whatever reason just like you hear a lot of people yawning really loud um people are like spitting some people talk to themselves but for the most part people are just sitting there like in their own little zone and so like for me after i was done i would just like sit and kind of relax until it was over
1: wow okay that's a, that sounds pretty cool
3: looks like uh, eric's
1: taking a picture of the scenery here
2: yeah it's it's the most gorgeous scene we've had at the talking small podcast it, and so the daylight is it's going away
1: it, it is and that's unfortunate
2: do we want to uh take a break here to uh introduce our next case you know just cut it for a little and then uh and then start the next segment
1: yeah, let's go ahead and we'll go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll get Krewski in here, and uh, and we'll be right back. And yeah, we'll be we'll be right back. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the pod. Great. Hey, if you like what you're hearing from the Talking Small podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Usernames at Talking Small Pod. Um, you can also email us at talking small podcast at gmail.com. Our podcasts are available to subscribe to on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, and Stitcher. So if you do want to connect with the Talking Small Podcast, there's plenty of ways. Now, let's catch you up with Ray, Eric, and Krusky. All right, welcome back to the Talking Small podcast. Still in the gazebo in Audubon Park. It's getting a little dusk. Not as many honeys out at dusk. Guess they might be worried about rape. Um, I think
2: they just don't want the. They want sun. They want the rays. They're worried about the tan. And if you, if you can't get tan, no point in working out.
1: Oh, there's still a point of working out. I mean, you, okay, you okay. do you don't want to get fat, bro.
2: Okay, it's the rape and it's the tan. I got
1: gotcha. you. It's, it's probably mostly the rape. What's the statistics on rape in this park, Ray?
3: I'd have to say, probably pretty low. Okay. Yeah,
2: this is a nice part of New Orleans. Wh- wouldn't you? What would you say, Krusky? Uh, <laughs> the rape rate in this park, I'd probably say 100,
0: it's not high. 100 girls park. All right, not high.
1: Point ho- five.
0: Not well, not point five. I, agree it's less than I would say less than less than that.
1: Alright, that's good So we're not fans of rape here on the Talking Small Podcast so That's a good thing Now, it's very unique with the three people joining me right now That they all live together at, at times Which is, uh, is kind of odd Because most times uh, you're not really friends with your roommate afterwards So, uh, how'd, y'all, how'd y'all do it?
0: You know, <coughs> it really wasn't a big deal Me and Ray shared a bedroom <laughs> We had a lot of space Eric kept his door locked at all times. (laughs) So.
3: It was a good living arrangement for sure. Worked out well for all three of us, I think.
1: Did y'all have bunk beds or y'all were... uh, No,
3: we should have, though. I had a... Crew had a bed. I had an air mattress. And uh, Eric had his own room. But actually, dude, we fit a lot of shit in that room. We had the couch, your bed, my air mattress, a dresser. My desk, and it seemed a, like we weren't like cramped for space at all.
0: We also had a coffee table.
3: Yeah, and the did the y'all keyboard, live in
1: the yeah, living the room coffee or coffee
3: table? Were y'all I, living in the living room or? How the- is that what it was? It was like supposed to be a one-bedroom house, except it was
2: technically it, it, what? Yeah, yeah, what you lived in the previous tenant. It was just one person, and it was a bedroom and a living room. So y'all technically lived in the living room, although. It, it was a two-bedroom i paid uh 350 a month um what did you guys pay what did we pay
3: like like two something maybe
0: i think we paid 275 a piece yeah i think
3: that sounds right so that's like a 80 to keep your door locked
0: something like that <laughs> so i'll like i'll I'll, like, set the scene for you. I think we lived on the bottom story of a two-story house. We had really high ceilings, like 12 feet at least. Me and Ray lived in a bedroom that didn't have a doorknob. It had these big holes, like, just empty spaces above the doors. We had a kitchen area that did have a stove and a fridge. Uh... Eric had his own room at the end of the hallway, and we had a bathroom that had a tub with feet on it that if you fell down while taking a shower, you would have seriously injured
2: yourself.
3: For a period of time, that shower only had cold water, and it was during the cold months too.
2: Well, so I used to live there with Knobloch's sister before either of them moved in. That's why I had my own room because i lived there first with her she moved out i wanted roommates i think ray moved in first then Krusky. but uh also to kind of paint a picture of this place it was in uptown new orleans on Marengo street um it didn't have heat and the ac were window units so ray didn't quite experience it as much as Krusky and i so Krusky can attest to this although ray did experience some just not the worst of it In the winter, the inside of the house could get—it was the same temperature as outside, if not colder. It would be in—it would be 30 degrees inside. We would see our breath. The peanut butter would frozen peanut butter. The peanut butter would freeze. It would be solid. You would try to take a shower, and it would either be burning hot, and you'd have to have it burning hot because you didn't want to freeze because it was 30 degrees inside. And if you tried to lighten up the heat a little so you can make it a little more comfortable, it was only freezing. Or hot, So you'd be uh, either seeing your breath outside of the shower or burning inside the shower. When I would go to sleep, I would have on, like, three pairs of socks, two pairs of pants. I would have, like, three shirts on, a jacket, then a winter coat. This place was miserable in the winter. Uh, Krewski, wh- what do you think about the summer and winter over there at Marengo? The winter
0: was pretty bad. The heat set off the uh, smoke alarm whenever you tried to turn it on. At least whenever I did.
1: Hey, Eric, I think this segment's boring. No one gives a fuck about your heating situation in <laughs> y'all's apartment. And, and, and unless this is lean to y'all had to cuddle for body warmth and y'all were all, you know, broke back mountain in it. I, I don't think this pod's going anywhere. Well, Ray had some...
2: Ray caught a mouse in this house once, Harley. Bare hands? Uh,
3: I used an old t-shirt as gloves
1: Okay, how so big of a of mouse? So was a
3: barehanded It was a small mouse it was, But we hunted it down It was kind of like a, a very, very serious process Of trying to get this fucking mouse Because this mouse had been running through the house For like two days <laughs> Like I saw it out of my eye like I, was, I woke up one morning I saw it out the corner of my eye And I was like, "Wait, did I just see a fucking mouse?" Then I didn't see it again for like two more days. And then, sure enough, it ran into our room, and uh, caught that motherfucker and threw it down a drain out in the street.
1: Wait, okay. Why throw it down a drain? You already have it outside of the resident. Why kill him? We didn't kill it. Oh, okay. So you put him back in the sewer where Splinter didn't necessarily kill it.
3: It could have died. We wanted to put it back in where Splinter lives. Exactly. Yeah, but... We thought it would thrive in the drain system. Yeah, but now at this point, you have a
1: mouse. You could unleash this on any enemy you have. Why not go to a house party and leave a mouse?
2: We, we weren't going to many house parties in Moringa. We did not have an immediate enemy to unleash a mouse on. If you had to
0: unleash a mouse on somebody's house, whose would you do it to, Harley?
1: Ooh. That's a very good question. I see. Like I, I, wouldn't want to do that to Nobbs because I just. I would hope
2: not. He's supposed to be your best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that also puts him higher on the list of who you'd want to do it to because you, you know you can fuck with him more about it. You're going to get more opportunities. Um, that's a very good question. I really don't have a good. I really don't have a good answer. Um, I'll have to think about that. Chew on that one for a second. So,
2: if you had a mouse in your house,
1: I'd probably would, put in my bosses. That'd be probably a good. One. Would
2: you catch the mouse? You know, with your bare hands, or would you be afraid of this mouse? Or if, you know, if it's not you or Ella, which dog of yours would be getting it first? Is it Gus, or, or I don't even know your dog's no. name. I just Gu- know one Gu- as a big dick. Is the big dick dog no. getting it first, or no? No,
1: L- Louie's too slow. Gus is too stupid. So the, the small shepherd probably would win. But we do have a cat that's in the house a good bit now, so that you would think the cat would get it. But the one time we've had a mouse in the house, I ended up getting it with a trap with some cheese on it.
2: Oh, dude, that's that's see, that's so sissy. Ray, dude, he manned up big time. He just got a fucking shirt, chased this mouse down, wrapped it up with his hands, and just it was squirming around. I saw it. The thing was trying to escape as Ray's holding the shirt, and you know, you over there, you use, you use a mouse trap. What's this about? You live in the country, Harley. You're supposed to pick it up with your bare hands, stomp on it with your foot, and then eat it for dinner.
1: So. Eric, I don't want to like make this a me versus y'all kind of thing, but I'm figuring <laughs> the square footage that I have versus the hiding spaces for the mouse, I think I had a little more playing arena than y'all might have had. So he had more crevices. He was in, in behind cabinets and shit. He wasn't kind of out in the open. So I had to put a uh, trap actually in the cabinet under the sink, and that's what got him. It was a no-look kill. Got him. Yep. And, and he, he was dead. I just put him in the trash. Actually, I put him in my burn burn barrel and ended up burning him with some trash.
2: Okay, I hear some excuses, but I hear your I hear your point.
1: It's all about square foot, Eric. <laughs> he, 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 it's like in, in like in Harry Potter. The golden snitch is a lot easier to catch if you're in a confined space. If it's out in the open, the golden snitch may not ever be caught.
2: Well, you know, I just got to attest to the talent of Ray Z. I saw him chase that mouse down. It, it wouldn't have mattered if we were in... You know, Tom Benson's mansion. Ray would have, Ray would have gotten the golden snitch.
3: Ray, does the hospital have mice? I haven't seen any mice at the hospital yet. I don't think there are any mice at the hospital.
1: No, there's definitely
3: mice at the hospital. Are, is that a thing? There's like dude,
1: there's mice every, there's mice everywhere. There's yeah, mice at it, my work, and you'll true. see them skittling around. I haven't
3: I've never seen, seen any. A, a mouse at my house in
2: Slide L.
1: Okay, but. That's different from a work. Works got like doors are always open. People leaving food. It's not the, like that. There's areas well, that aren't the cleanest. There's dark, damp, like dungeons. See the French Quarter restaurants and
2: any place in the French Quarter is known for mice. But but you know I don't know about the scene at Ashner. I don't know if we can immediately say they got mice at the hospital.
3: I'm putting a bet on that they got mice at the hospital. I feel hospital. like there's probably things set in place to keep mice out of the hospital. <laughs> there's there's got to be something there. Well, well, Make sure we keep those little diseased critters away from sick people.
1: Yeah,
2: well, and have they a might good be termite system or something, whatever
1: they use. They might be away from the people, but there's definitely in the mice. And mice shit. in the basement. There's yeah. probably mice in the kitchen. That I mean, you got mice. I'm telling you, you got yeah. mice.
3: They're motherfuckers. They get everywhere. i right.
0: Is the hospital clean or is it fucking dirty?
3: Uh, my area is clean, dude. I've seen parts of the hospital that look like complete shit, but. It's for the most part pretty clean. I think people can feel pretty safe in Oshner. Gotta give my shout outs. But yeah, I think it's pretty pretty clean.
2: Ray, Ray's a fan of the Big O. Now, Ray, I have a question for you. So, you lived with me and Krewski. And I would say I loved it. I, y'all were my most favorite roommates I've ever had. However, Ray, he lives with two other roommates right now, Krewski. Who do you like more as roommates? Me and Krewski over here, or, or Brady and Dean? Wait, their names is really Brady
0: and
3: Dean? Yeah, that's right. That's correct. I think this is one of those questions that it's like, it's like asking about your favorite kids, you know? You just can't choose like that.
0: Uh, are they the reason why we're doing the podcast at the park and not at your house?
3: <laughs> one of them's sleeping right now, yeah.
0: So they are the reason why we're at the park? What's wrong with the park? This was actually yeah, kind of fun. Kinda, it's nice out I'm enjoying here. the park. But Eric telling me that it was going to just be easier to do it outdoors at the park <laughs> under a gazebo. And it's raining out at my house at the time of him relaying that message to me. It just didn't seem like the easiest locale to host a podcast, considering that y'all were already at Ray's Place <laughs> under a dry roof.
3: Yeah, that's, that is true. That is Call why we're out. here. The cold, harsh truth.
0: <laughs> who was
2: asleep, Brady or Dean? Which,
1: all right, which one was all right. snoozing? All right,
3: let's move on.
1: I got a, I got a topic. A segment. Down, 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 down.
2: I got one last topic. Ray, Ray, was Ray. It sleepy, Ray. Dean, <laughs> sleepy Dean. 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 <laughs> Dean was sleepy. That I is correct. Sleepy Dean. Now, Ray, who would win in a fight, Brady and Dean, or Kruski and Eric? Wait, what do you mean? Versus each other? No. Krewski and Eric are on a team, and Brady and Dean are on a team, and it's a free fall. And whatever punches are thrown, we you know, we're scrapping. Who's winning this 2v2 brawl?
1: I hadn't seen your roommates, but it can't be these two. I would whack fucking it cannot be. Dean upside
2: <laughs> his head with a pillow.
3: I think it would be a good match. That's the best I can give you guys. See, I know I know tra- Eric's scrappy. I know Crew's scrappy. For Brady's th- athletic. Dean's pretty athletic, so it would be basically it'd be a good fight i think for
2: those of you who don't know ray out there he's just the nicest guy he's very polite he's not gonna pick favorites we're doing this just to pull his leg and and make him feel awkward ray's too good of a guy to pick but harley you know you got pressing matters over yes. here what's
1: on your head so speaking of how good of a guy ray is we're going to this new segment that's never been done on Tongue small Ooh, podcast I like yet it. And it's called, Is got he got a hog, or he got a frog. <laughs> and we talking dong size yeah. here. This is an inspiration from uh, Ryan Krewski. <laughs> he really wanted to do a, he brought this segment up a couple weeks back. And I got a list of people. Now, feel free to jump in whatever name y'all want. I don't want to take too much time with this topic. But we definitely need to note, is that guy got a hog, or he got a frog. And if you can't tell which ones would be the bigger dog, then you don't need to be playing. All
0: will be revealed in this segment. All right.
1: So I want to start off with, you know, a little callback from earlier. Sean Mendez. hog <laughs> or a Frog.
0: Sean Mendez definitely got a frog. There's a reason that man has so much heartbreak in his life, and that's because the ladies keep leaving him because he got a frog.
1: <laughs> Eric, you going to defend your boy?
2: Uh, you know, I can't completely defend him. I could see Sean, you know, having a little bit of a frog, but I could see him. Having an in between of the frog and the hog.
1: There's no in between. You either in-between? got a hog or you got a frog. <laughs> but that's
2: the hard part because sometimes there's an in between. If I have to choose, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of understand and I'll have to piggyback Cruz Frog. But you know, deep down, I say Ho- Sean Mendes has, you know, a beautiful looking in between <laughs> frog hog.
3: <laughs> All right, so. Since his likeness was jokingly compared to mine earlier, I'm going to have to go with hog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. i go ahead and say hog for sure. All
1: right. What about Channing Tatum? Hog or frog?
0: Channing Tatum has got a pretty good size hog on oh, him. <laughs> him. He definitely does. He was not using a stunt double in Magic Mike. From what
2: I heard, I have not seen the movie, but hog (laughs) see i'm actually going to go with with, uh channing tatum as a frog for his size i picture for how i don't know how big he is so maybe this is you know bad information but i I picture channing tatum to be roughly around six foot five ten to six one and i feel like for his height and size i I could kind of picture him having actually a a chode frog
1: um can i can i pause the game for a second ray in your opinions earlier you talked about dick size being the myths are kind of true did any have to do with the height of the person
3: uh no no i've never seen any height to be any kind of determination all right as so, far as dick size goes
1: so eric you just said Channing chaining has got a frog yeah
2: i did I, I, I said i i think he has a, a chode
3: frog is he tall
2: I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. He's probably not as tall as you think he is. Yeah.
3: Oh. Like a Tom Cruise.
2: No, 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 no. I think he's taller than Tom Cruise. My guess is he's somewhere between five ten and six one. I don't think he's super tall. I don't think he's short like Tom Cruise. I think he's between five ten and six one. My final answer is Choad Frog Ray. It's your
3: turn. Uh, yeah. My knee jerk reaction is obviously to say that he's got a hog, but I think that's just. Uh, like the Hollywood thing getting to me. You know, you just look at that guy and say he's got a hog. Um, but I'll, I'll stick to that. I'll stick to the hog.
1: So, just to recap, Sean Mendez so far was, I don't think there was a consensus. He could have a hog or a frog. But it looks like the consensus here is um, Channing Tatum has got a hog. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I got a couple more here. It's Craig's favorite. Build that fucking wall. Donald Trump, hog or frog?
0: Donald Trump. I'm going to have to say that that man has got a frog dick.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he does. That's all. I, I don't have anything to support that theory, but I'm going to say he's got a frog dick.
1: You think uh, because he doesn't just shave his head and go bald, that's more of a reason why he's got a frog dick because he doesn't have the confidence to just not have hair?
0: It could be a factor. Definitely
2: could be a factor.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Eric, it looks like you want to jump in.
2: I don't think that that has to do with it at all. I I am going to go with frog as well, but not for that reason. I'm going with the size of his hands. You know, they always bring up the size of his hands. And he does have little mini hands. And that's how I'm going with the frog. Not because of his his internal confidence with his hair follicles.
1: Well, let's let ask our man of medicine, hand size, for uh, the dicks that you've seen, any correlation?
3: I, I don't think I've ever noticed, but I have read before that hand size has zero correlation with penis size. He's just busting all your myths, Eric. <laughs> so...
2: Right here, he knows the, the secret ingredients to a big de- dick. He knows the difference between correlation and causation when it comes to dick size. W- what's your final answer on the, the Trumpster, Ray?
3: Um, I think this is a really interesting one to dive into because you could look at Donald Trump and you could do like the whole psychological thing and rip him apart that way and say that he's like compensating for shit with his huge-ass buildings and all that. Like Lord Farquaad from Shrek When they made the joke about how he has a small penis Then I could also picture Donald Trump having a huge dick for some reason um, I'll stop
1: You don't get that arrogant without a little bit in your pants, right? Like, he he's up there, he's got a lot of self-confidence Yeah And if you had a—if you had too small If you had a, like a, a tiny frog I don't know if you get that kind of confidence but Plus does, his wife is smoking yeah, hot Yeah, but isn't she a mail-order bride? I don't, I don't think so. Now, if you now look
2: Craig at- would not like that comment, Krusky. He would, he would say she is not, and I don't, I don't think she is. I don't think she's a mail order bride.
1: That's a too fir- bad. We don't have
2: Craig a- here to <laughs> weigh in on the Trumpster's dick size.
0: If Craig was here in this park, the rape rate might be a little <laughs> higher than under one percent. <laughs>
2: and then if we had Shanker in too, this park's just going to shit overnight.
1: <laughs> All right. All right, I got a couple more on here. David Blaine, he got a hog or he got a a frog?
0: David Blaine, everything about David Blaine is an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) David Blaine, is he would give the appearance of having a hog, but upon his dick being
2: revealed, it would shrink to a frog. <laughs> See, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to to disagree with Krewski on this one because David Blaine, he's a straight G. He's not afraid of anything. He will try whatever it takes to get the magic trick done. I don't know if you saw this one, but he actually had a very impressive magic trick where he swallows a frog and he he regurgitates the frog up out of his mouth. Yeah, but why symbolically do you- showing I don't have a fucking frog. I have a hog.
1: No, see, if he had a hog, he would have tried came... to swallow the hog. Are yeah. you saying he, he should have swallowed the frog dick.
3: and it came <sighs> back as a hog?
1: Oh, now, I that is. Did you hear that about what Ray's no, just said? No, I didn't. Ray's, repeat that for the people.
3: If if he had a hog in the symbolic way that you're saying, he should have swallowed the frog and it should have regurgitated itself as a hog.
2: Maybe, Ray. See, that's that's really deep. <laughs> that is. Uh, ayahuasca deep that which, my brain just really magic. just didn't quite get to that <laughs> but I have a question Harley is David what race is David Blaine
1: I have fucking no clue I have no clue what David Blaine is cuz he looks like he could be a little uh,
2: African American and according to Ray you know the myths are true and if the myths are true David Blaine could have a little bit of a hog if he's mixed there
0: I thought he was Canadian <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe he is. Uh,
2: so, uh, I guess, you know, maybe not African-American, but uh, Canadian-African, whatever the term is. He could still have some black in him. So, uh, I'm going with Hogg for David Blaine.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Hogg on David Blaine, too. Just because he's a magician. And it, I think it's really funny to imagine this crazy magician dude with a fucking a hog. It's just funnier <laughs> to me in my head.
1: <laughs> All right. What about Santa Claus, Eric? Does Santa Claus have a hog or a frog?
2: Um, well, you know that uh, that one could. Are we talking about a white Santa or a black Santa?
1: We're talking <laughs> the traditional Santa Claus as known to the okay, mainstream. Okay, I got gotcha. you. White.
2: I, 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 okay, I'm totally on board. I get it. Um. Ah that's a hard one I, th- I feel like that's one where it mixes between hog and frog the thing is he's old so you know his sack is wrinkly and i feel like when you're old your dick does probably shrivel up a little um but you gotta impress the misses, and mrs claus has been around for a while so he's doing something right up there and uh i don't know maybe he has the magic elves helping him out uh as much as I want to give Santa Claus a hog, for some reason I picture Santa Claus with a frog.
1: Now, Eric, one of the things I want you to think about is how many laps of Santa Claus have you ever sat on? And how many times have you felt his mm, on your on your leg?
2: Um, I will be completely honest. I have never once recalled feeling Santa's dick, Harley.
1: <laughs> so I'm thinking that might be why he might be more of a frog.
2: I'm going to have to disagree with
0: you on that and say that Santa Claus definitely has a hog.
2: <laughs> why, why the definitive yes?
0: Santa Claus has been running shit for years. He's got a whole tribe of elves following behind him, doing everything he says. And I'm telling you right now, They don't call it the North Pole for nothing.
2: (laughs) Santa Claus has
0: a hog.
2: Now, Kruski. who do you think would have a bigger hog, though? Santa Claus or the J-Man himself, Jesus Christ?
0: Santa Claus. (laughs) Jesus did not have a big hog. Did you see him with that little skirt around his waist on the the cross? There's nothing hanging down (laughs) underneath that thing. It's almost up near his belly button and you can't even see his ball sack hanging down below guys let's not talk about the lord and
1: saviors uh hog or frog frog all right ray what you got on santa claus
3: i was thinking frog before because it's just so cold and he's been in the cold for (laughs) so long you know (laughs) (laughs) That's that acid dome. He's just thinking out of the box over there, right? He's always on a n- different level. But I really liked what Cruz said about the North Pole too. So, I think I'm gonna go with Hog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna choose Hog.
1: All right. Do y'all have any other hogs or frogs y'all wanna throw out?
2: I do. I have the, obviously the most appropriate one. You know, Nawlok is gone. Hogger Frog, he definitely has to be included in this cuz the last time or one of the last times Krusky and I were at Navlock's place, he says he doesn't wear condoms cuz they're too tight, <laughs> implying that he has a hog. And once he said that, me and Krusky started going, "That man has a hog. That man has a hog." Now, you know, me and Krusky, we, we we're joking. We say Nablok has a hog because he claims condoms don't fit him, which is just absolutely absurd. <laughs> Sarge, you are Har- Nobloch's best friend. You've known him since birth. You may have seen his little baby dick. You may have seen his grown man dick. Does Nablok have a
1: hog or a frog? All right, so first of all, I want to just say this. I've never seen Nobloch's dick in all the years that I've known him. So having said that, when, Sounds like someone saw his hog or frog. <laughs> so having, sa- having said that, when you go into the bathroom with Knobloch, or just community bathroom, he will never use a urinal. He has to go in a stall. Mm,
0: interesting observation. That is 100% true.
1: So my initial thought there is... If you had a hog, <laughs> why would you hide in a stall? Why don't you just whip your hog out now? True. It and like to me, you can't go hide in a stall. It makes me think you got a little bit of a little bit of a front.
0: I've seen him go outside
2: and pee behind the bar rather than use the trough. Ooh. Hmm. Now what? What if he's just such a such a nice guy that he doesn't want to embarrass everyone in there? He doesn't want everyone to see his hog and and. and think smaller of themselves. You think hes that's what he's well, uh, doing? Well, it
1: seems like as he drinks, he gets more and more reclusive with it. So I would think if it, his natural tendency was to not embarrass people, the more he drank he just wouldn't care and it, it would come out.
0: Are, are you sure that he's not embarrassed because he has a hairy hog? <laughs> because one time I saw his, his shorts get pulled down a little and I saw a lot of hair.
1: In the front or the back?
0: In the front.
1: Well... I, have you ever heard of a guy not using a urinal because he had too much pubes? True, true. <laughs> no, I haven't.
2: Very, you're, you're, I agree, Harley. Ray, what about you?
3: Uh, there's always the possibility that he's embarrassed of having a hog, you know? That's what, yeah. Like like it could be just like really cumbersome. and.
1: <laughs> That's
3: but, a huge hog.
1: <laughs> but going back to Eric's question, earlier the statement, he said non-blocked claim that condoms didn't fit them right i've never heard anybody say condoms didn't fit them right they would just get a bigger <laughs> size condom like it's like, it just seems like a, a very odd thing to say like to just to make you think you have a hog like no one's coming around and saying oh well i can't i can't wear uh i can't wear a uh, boxer briefs because i got nowhere for my hog to go huh
0: ray like, i have an unrelated condom question for you <laughs> I'm going to need your medical expertise. Have you ever heard of a lamb skin condom?
3: Yeah, I've heard of it. Have you? Yeah. What have you heard about them? Uh, as far as I know, that's just like what they used to use as condoms like in the fucking foreign old timey days.
0: They're really made out of lamb?
3: I think so, yeah. That's like how they used to prevent pregnancy like way back in the day. I almost, they might still use them, I don't know.
0: Well, I almost bought some... It's a Trojan product. They're called lambskin. They're these condoms, and it was like a small pack. And I like What you
1: trying to say about yourself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'd buy in small quantities.
3: Is it made out of lambs?
0: I didn't end up purchasing it because it was 50 bucks for like fucking oh, five dude, condoms. I bet so it's
3: um, made out of lambs. They might be reusable. Might be made out of
1: gold. <laughs> Maybe they're it's reversible.
3: Really
1: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, reversible condoms would not work that because when crazy. you reverse for sure, it, then it's. STD cut. central.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was really skeptical. Like I was like looking at them when like I was walking up to the counter. I was with Sherry, but I was just like I was very skeptical of these condoms. I knew something was up with them.
3: Something worth researching for sure.
0: I'm gonna have to look it up. I was just seeing if you could shed some light on it.
3: I don't know too much about it.
0: I think Knobloch. I'm gonna say Knobloch's got. He got a. He got himself a bit of a hog, but he don't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I still can't. I still can't understand why he doesn't just use a fucking urinal. So, if you had to tell me, I think he's a little bit on the frog side. Gotcha.
2: I'll have to defend him while he's gone and say hog, but
3: I but I understand the frog. Yeah, I'll do the same. Since he's not here and can't, he can't even <laughs> say anything to defend himself. I'll give him the hog. Eric just Eric just giving of that because he's
1: got big hands.
2: No, but. <coughs>
1: All right. So, Krusky, how did Hog and Frog go? That was your segment idea. Did you did you enjoy it?
0: I had a blast doing that. <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: We'll have to bring that back. All yeah. right. So, Eric, what else you got on your uh, your list here?
2: You know, I think we're I think we've probably had a good length. It's getting pretty dark here out about at at Audubon Park. Does anyone else have any closing words or thoughts or things they want to talk about? Any noteworthy things happened in their life recently? Build that fucking wall.
1: I will ask uh, crew this. Could y'all please stop letting Knobloch win the naval battle? I'm tired of seeing snaps and shit from him winning the goddamn naval battle and saying he's always got a rookie partner and he keeps winning. Can y'all just gang up on him next time and just fuck his world up?
0: I'm not sure how we lost the naval battle this year. I don't know what Bobby was doing. I got out of the boat to go try to sink them and I turned around and Bob was in the water. <laughs> he had already fallen into the water once before it even started when he was getting on the boat and got all our fireworks fucking soaked. I think he was sabotaging us.
1: Yeah, but what does it have to do about letting Knobloch win? How many teams are involved it? It was
0: one against one, it was only two
2: boats in it this year. We have low participation. Fuck. We need a call to arms. Harley, um, it's a pretty fun party. I think you need to make your way from Ethel to this legendary naval battle party at least sometime, maybe next year, because you're missing out on quite a party. I don't, You don't have many more excuses. You've...
1: Well, I, I was working during this party, so I did have an excuse this year. So I do love getting the invite. I do want to make one, hopefully, next year, and I can... Fuck just, world up Just
2: remember, you have sick days, bruh. You have sick days. Everyone gets sick.
1: Eric, you know my mantra <laughs> hashtag no days off. <laughs> All right, Ray, thanks for joining us on the pod. I have enjoyed your insight. I definitely love that Santa's up in the north as cold, so he probably got a frog. <laughs> I thought that was some insight that I wasn't even thinking of. Um,. I do appreciate you coming by. It was good seeing you again. And, and I hope yeah, it wasn't man. too
2: much work, Ray. I <laughs> hope I hope you had fun. I hope this wasn't too much of a burden. It
1: turned
3: out to be a little bit less work than I, than I figured. Still still some work, though, right? Yeah, a little bit of work. I'm sweaty, but, you know, <laughs> I had an excellent time on the pod. Thanks for having me.
2: And thanks for Krewski for stopping by. He was able to find us even though we uh, for didn't, weren't able to answer his text. He still found us in the park.
1: This is not too hard to find three jabronis doing podcasts in a gazebo. <laughs> True. All right, thanks for joining us again, Kruszewski. Thanks for uh, thanks for Eric for filling in. Uh Nablok, hopefully you listen to this on the plane, and uh, you'll be hearing from us uh, shortly, my friend.
0: Thanks for having me on, fellas.
1: All right, Milos, play us out with some beats. Again, thanks for listening to the Talking Small podcast. It was a great episode that we did in the park, Audubon Park, in New Orleans. Uh, it was the first time doing it outside in a gazebo. Just a great, great setting. Um, you can follow Ryan Krusky on Twitter at Ryan Kruski. You can follow Eric at Aristotle's. And uh, I'm not sure where you can follow Ray. He's kind of a man of mystery. So uh, when we find that out, we'll uh, definitely get that out there. His. Uh, his views were definitely unique and I enjoyed having Ray on there and I legitimately did think that a trip to South America sounds like a like a good idea. Thank you very much. Keep downloading, keep listening. We got more content coming shortly. Thank you.